This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. Amen. But I was, uh, I was thinking, something the Lord put, God put, it, you might want to write these, thing, these two things down. If, th- if words are words of the Spirit, you can go ahead, Chad. If, things are, if words are words of the Spirit, um, man, I want to know what those are. They just kind of ring out. But one thing that ring, ran, has been ringing out to me is I keep hearing the Lord say, Brian, you are going to have your best year ever. You are going to have your best year ever. You're going to have your best year ever uh, physically. You're going to have your best year ever emotionally. You're going to have your best year ever in your marriage and with your children and relationship. You are going to have your best year ever. But then he put this tag on. If, you, listen, here's the tag, write this down. If you have your best year spiritually, you're going to have your best year ever if you have your best year spiritually. Brothers and sisters, we got to give something to God. I, I, one time I heard God just crying out to me saying, hey, just give me a little something to work with. You know, the word says that if you have faith as the, as the size of a grain of a mustard seed, something you have to look at under a microscope, if you can just have faith as of the seed, as of the size of a mustard seed, nothing's impossible. You know, even that little bitty bit, if we can just give God something, he can make miracles out of anything. If we can just give him two fish, if we can just give him seven loaves, he can feed 5,000 men and women and children. Are you with me? Can you just give him something and let him multiply it? I'm hearing him say that strong. It's going to be your best year spiritually. It's going to be your best year if it's your best year spiritually. And I'm hearing him say, just give me a little something. We're going to talk about that in, in a little bit. And then the other thing he's been saying real strong to me, guys, if you've had horrendous years in 2014, I was here in 2014, that some people have just had a season where you've just been hanging in there and you just had a season from 2014 to 2015. And you're kind of in a mentality like the Egyptians were, where you kind of got used to being a slave. You kind of got used to just, hey, I got my kids, I got my, some food and stuff, and we got some shelter. I can deal with being a slave. That's not God's best for you. Do not. I hear God saying, do not roll over in 2014 and 2015 don't let your discouragement don't let your seasons of disappointment don't let your depression don't let those things just roll you in to where you're already setting the tone where you're just going to have the same thing in 217 no say no to that say no to that say no to that and make 2000 if you're if you're if you're spiritually numb if you're in a funk, if you're spiritually numb, if, if you feel like your prayers aren't getting heard, if your marriage isn't where it needs to be, if you had a falling out with a family member or a child, a son or a daughter, or if you've had relationships that have just, just started dysfunctioning, whatever it is that you're going through, I'm telling you, there is a great awakening for the church of Jesus Christ. There's an awakening. Don't just set, settle in the funk. Don't just settle in the spiritual uh, uh, lukewarmness. 
go forward. And we've, God has put this 21 days in my heart. Participate however you can. Somebody said they're giving up sugar. I'm, I'm going to challenge you to give up something in the area of food, and I'm going to challenge you to give up something in the area of activity. I've, I've given up watching the news, and man, I want to watch the inauguration bad. I'm a political freak. I like watching that stuff. I gave up news. I gave up news. Actually, I gave up TV completely. And what I've been doing the last week is setting that, bla- that Bible on the table and enjoying that sweet fellowship. You ask my wife, God is filling me so to a degree that, that is unbelievable this past week. I, I, I just, the words popping off. The, 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 the th- I'm seeing things. I'm hearing stuff. I, 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 two to three hours will just fly by. I usually sit and watch TV or just kill time waiting to go to bed. It's just blowing by. And the word of God is coming so alive in my heart. So alive in my heart. God wants that for you. God wants that for you. There is an awakening. The Bible says in Romans 12, verse 11, it says, never be lazy. Fist bump your neighbor. Fist bump your neighbor and say, don't you be lazy, man. Never be lazy. Never be lazy. But work hard and serve the Lord. How are we supposed to serve the Lord? Enthusiastically. Serve him enthusiastically. You know, I I got what I call, if you have in your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 6. It says, watch out. Matthew chapter 6. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others. For you will lose your reward from your Father in heaven. I'm calling these, I'm calling these in your notes, three space makers. I'm going to ask you to make space in three areas in your life over the next three weeks. Over the next three weeks, I'm going to ask you to make space in three areas. I call it the space maker. When you give, down here at verse 3, when you give, everybody say when you give. It doesn't say if you give or if you want to give. Everybody say when you give. When you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know. Give your gift in what? Give your gift in private. Some of your Bibles say secret. And your father who sees everything, I want you to know this, this, will reward you. There's, there's three things you're going to see in all three of these examples. The next one, when you pray. Everybody say, when you pray. Is it if you pray or is it if you feel like praying? Everybody say, when you pray. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites praying on the street corners where everybody sees them. I tell you the truth, they already got their reward. When you pray, go away, shut the door behind you. He's giving you, go away, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. There you see it again, or in secret. Then your Father who sees everything will what? Say it out loud. Will reward you. Okay, we see that again. Then we get over here in verse uh, 17. It says, when you fast. Everybody say, when you fast. When you fast, comb your hair, shower. Next week, I want you guys all coming with showers. I want you, Kelly, I want you to fix your hair. All right? Fix your hair. Shave. If you're growing a beard, wash it. All right? Don't come with your hair messed up. Let everybody know how we've been fasting. All right? Your father who knows what you do in private. Everybody say private. Or in secret place. 
He sees everything. What will he do? What will he do? He'll do what? He'll reward you. So you see those three things. You see that thread through here. That your father sees it. He tells you when you do it. When you do it, do it in the secret place or the private place. And your father who sees you will reward you. I want to think about that today. First of all, secret means set apart in the Greek. It means set apart, covered, hidden, private, and then place. A lot of your Bibles say secret place. In the original Greek, it actually says secret place. So when you do your things hidden and in private, and you set yourself, you make that space, you set aside giving, you set aside prayer time, you set aside fasting. When you do those things, your heavenly Father sees that, and that place means this, that place is this, it means upper or higher. Place means upper or higher, so you're setting yourself apart, you're doing it in secret, you're doing it in private, and what happens is through these things, you are going to experience an upper room experience. How many knows on the day of Pentecost when God poured out the Holy Spirit, they went into the what room? The upper room. See, he's calling prayer, he's calling giving, he's calling fasting, he's saying that that is a secret place to be. It's a higher level. So what that's telling you is when you set aside this space, if you set aside prayer, if you set aside fasting, if you set aside giving, there is something supernatural about those three things. That God sees that in private. Guys, please do it in private. Please do it in private. Because God sees it in private. Because I want full reward. I want full benefit out of this. Are you all with me? He sees that in private. And he sees what you do in the private place or the set-apart upper place. And what he's going to do is he's going to take your relationship to a higher, greater experience. If you like that, say amen. God is a filler. He's not a forcer. If you want something new, fresh, and exciting to happen, it's about creating some space for that experience to happen. I used to play football. And uh, my senior year, I was a pulling guard. I pulled every play. E every play I pulled. I, I played fullback the other two years, but, but uh, uh, moving to guard was even more than the fullback did. I led the play every time it was a running play. If we ran to the right, I would leave, come across. I'd hit that defensive end, and his feet would be above his head because he didn't see me coming. You just cracked these guys, and the hole would open. It made a space. It made some space for a gifted athlete to run through. I'm telling you, if you will make some space through prayer and fasting, through giving, that there's something, listen, there's something supernatural about that. That God sees that and he fills that space. He's a talented athlete. There's so many new babies in our church there's so many new babies. You guys know what it's like, Denise, and, and some of you guys that's got, got, got babies, Josh and Amy. I mean, we got new babies around here all over the place, okay? Remember, remember making your room, Amy? Hey, Amy. <laughs> remember, uh, let me talk to her. She's busy. Stephen and Allison, are you guys listening? Okay. Um, let me talk to you, man. Amy is not even listening today. No, I'm teasing, Amy. Um, you remember when you got your baby, baby Ben was coming? 
and how you're creating the room. And if it's a boy, dad's wanting football on the walls and all this stuff. You're creating that room. Or if it's a girl, you're, you're getting the swing. You're getting the nursery. You're getting the changing table. You're creating space for that little baby to come. But let me ask you, it's exciting to do that. But are you more excited about this, the room? Or are you more excited about what's going to fill that room? Brothers and sisters, God is what, if we'll create some space, where we create space and a new baby comes in. Rochelle, a new baby comes in that space. If we'll create some space, God wants to do a new thing in your heart. Amen, I believe that. I believe he's saying that to my heart. Look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 17. Matthew chapter 9, verse 17. I'm actually going to going to go to that in my Bible. Matthew chapter 9, verse 17. I, I love this scripture. Uh, I never noticed this as I've been reading in the past. I, I just never noticed this, but um, Jesus was talking about fasting. I only want 9, uh, 17 with, with you guys up there, but I'm going to read some other stuff. One day the disciples asked John, hey, why don't uh, Jesus' disciples fast like, like, like John's do? Jesus re replied, we'll do the wedding guests mourn when celebrating the groom. Of course not. But someday the groom or Jesus is going to be taken away. And it, then it says, and then they will fast. Hey, guys, fasting is New Testament. Fasting something that we all, fasting should be as normal as prayer. Some of you are, are I'm not condemning, but some of you maybe have never even fasted. Fasting should be the same as giving and the same as, as prayer. Okay, it says, uh, but when Jesus was taken away, it says, then they will fast, okay? Uh, uh, besides who, and then it says, besides who patch, here's what's interesting. You're going to notice these next few scriptures, but it's linked to fasting. That's what I never noticed is, is what I'm getting ready to read. I never knew it was linked to fasting. It says this, besides who patch patch clothing old clothing on new cloth for the new patch would shrink but look at this one here's the scripture you all know it's tied to fasting no one puts new wine into old wine skins how many know that scripture no one puts new wine into old wine skins for the old wine skins would burst from the pressure and the precious wine would spill out and run the skins New wine is stored in new wine skins so that both of them are preserved. In other words, space is created. It expands with, with new skin to stretch so it can expand and be filled with what's new. Brothers and sisters, here's what fasting does. New Testament fasting does this. It creates, it, it, it gives you a new wine skin. And, and guys, the Holy Spirit told me this, wineskins, here's where New Testament's different than Old Testament, Old Testament fasting. In Old Testament, they fasted to, um, they, they fasted to, because uh, uh, they were mourning, or they wanted God to change his mind, or they wanted God to forgive them, or they wanted God, like, like David sinned with Bathsheba, and he went on a fast, he's like, maybe God will change his mind and my child will live, and justice won't be done. So, so they fasted to get something. Hey, guys, New Testament fasting is different than Old Testament fasting. Forgiveness is already done. Healing is already done. God's not mad at you anymore. 
all that anger and wrath was taken out on the cross. So you don't have to fast thinking that this will make God change his mind or he won't be angry with you anymore or he'll forgive you or he'll heal you or, or you fast for, to put God's arm behind his back to make him do something. No, that's Old Testament. New Testament fasting is creating room. You know what another reason they fasted? Is so God's presence would be with them. What's the Bible say about God's presence? The Bible in the New Testament says that God, that we are what? Temples. Everybody say temples. Know you not that you're a temple of God? And what, what lives in that temple? Do we need to fast that he'll come live with us? Do we need to fast that, that he'll forgive us? Do we need to fast so, so that, 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 that he won't be angry with us? Do we need to do it like that anymore? No. But what fasting does is is like, like when you receive the Holy Spirit, some people's like thinking that's a one-time thing. You should have continual refillings of the Spirit. How many know that God's Spirit in you should be expanding all the time? It should be getting bigger all the time. It should be new and fresh all the time. Some of your faith walks are not exciting anymore. And that's wrong. They should be exciting I'm 29 years born again, and I'm more excited today than I was the first day. Some of you stick in the muds that are in your seat, critical and grouchy and ugly, and don't feel God anymore. I'm telling you, there's a spiritual awakening that God wants to happen in your life. God hadn't called us to be lukewarm, critical, grouchy. Hey, people, sometimes when people get old, older, they get grouchy. Hey, I see Christians as they get older, spiritually they get grouchy and hard to get along with and start looking at their righteous deeds and how they don't do this, that, and the other. And I see relationships growing cold on the eve of Jesus coming. We need to be on fire for God. Our love for him should be fervent, should be fresh, should be new. We need to ask God, what do I do this week in my fast? Ask him for a new wineskin. What do I do this week? If you don't do anything else, walk back and ask him for a new wineskin. Ask him for a new wineskin in your marriage. Ask him for a new wineskin in your business. Ask him for a new wineskin in your relationship with him. And when you ask him and you make room for him, God is a filler. He's not a forcer. He won't force it on you. You make room for him, baby. He'll fill that space. He'll fill that space. I'm telling you. He'll fill that space. He'll, he'll expand. Wine, when it fermented, they stuck that, stuck that grape juice in. But when it began to ferment, the reason it had to be a new wine skin is because it expanded. If you tried to put new wine in an old wine skin, it'll break and that precious Holy Spirit will be poured out on the ground. You guys, we need new, every single person in the house needs a new wineskin. A new wineskin that's fresh and it's, uh, has elasticity and the ability to expand. Because God wants to pour in something new. I, I get so tired of hearing stories that happened 10 years ago. What happened last week? What happened yesterday? Come on. I'm challenging you today. Don't settle for the status quo. Don't settle for cistern water. 
with maggots and mice jumping in it that's stale and stagnant when you can be drinking living water. Don't settle for less. God wants to pour out his spirit in 2017 in an immeasurable way. Just like when we were given a while ago, and I love what Pastor Josh said when we were given a while ago, how it's so nice just to be able to give. I want to be irrational givers, enthusiastic givers. Are y'all with me today? Praise God. I, I, I'm telling you, I am so pumped about what God is going to do, and the reason I, I, I'm so aggressive today is I want, every, I want you to receive I want you to receive what God's doing, and I know that God's saying, this is the word of the hour. I know it. Hey, snakes, snakes, why do they shed their skin? Too little. It's too little. It's old. It's too little. They're growing. They need a bigger skin. Guys, there ought to be dead snake skins laying all over the house of God in the spirit. And everybody getting a new one. That means we're growing. Guys, we should be growing in faith. Growing in passion for God. Passion should grow. Enthusiasm should grow. Let me talk about the rewards of prayer and fasting. The rewards of prayer and fasting, this changes in your notes some because I changed it this morning. But uh, the rewards of prayer and fasting is when you're aligning your new life to where you're walking in agreement with the direction of God, you're one direction. The Bible says uh, in Amos, this is powerful, you guys. In Amos chapter 3, it says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Can two people walk together? Unless they agree on the direction that they are walking. What is a benefit or reward of prayer and fasting? It gets you in agreement with the direction that God is walking. It's a submission of your will. It's a breaking down of your will where you're getting, you know, uh, Genesis 5.22 says this. You know, in the heart of every believer is the desire to walk closely to God. But strong spiritual intimacy and oneness or living with a, in, in agreement with God's will only comes when we're walking the same direction. I kept hearing same direction this morning. Enoch in Genesis 5, 22 and 24, write that down. Uh, Genesis 5, 22 and 24. Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for 300 years. He had other sons and daughters. He lived to 365 years walking in close fellowship with God. The, uh, then one day, look at this. Then one day he just disappeared God took him you know it says in uh, Hebrews eleven five. it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying he just disappeared because God took him but before he was taken he was known as this a person that's walking in the same direction as God he was known for that fasting gets you in agreement and then you uh, you get in alignment and then you move into your assignment. Fasting gets you in, a, in agreement with God's will. Then you align your life and you submit your life to God's will. And then you go into your assignment. How many is looking for some assignments from God? Amen. Then you go into your assignment. 
But look at this. When, when, when fasting gets the close, intimate relationship and a oneness with God like, like you can't get just normally. It's supernatural, I'm telling you. But, but, but then what, what happens is, 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 is in Colossians, uh, uh, Enoch was just translated. Colossians says that he's re- rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So when we start getting into fasting and seeking God and getting an agreement and alignment, here's what happens. You start getting translated out of this world, out of the dirt of this world, the gunk of this world. Fasting is a way to get the gunk out. It gets the gunk out. Some of you have very clean houses. But what do we do once a year? We spring clean. Some of your houses are very clean. I would eat off the floors. I'd eat off the counters. You're you're very clean. But once a year, all that old dust on top of the ceiling fan. You how many know what I'm talking about? How many know about the dust that gets on the, 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 the vase on the bottom of your, of, your, of your rooms? How many know when you pull out the refrigerator what's behind there? How many know what I'm talking about? There's a spring cleaning to get the gunk out. That's what fasting is. It's a spring cleaning. Some of you pray and you read your word and you're, you love the Lord and your house is clean and, and you're faithful to God. But still, you need to fast and pray because it's like a spring cleaning. It gets the gunk out. So I want to bring one more thought on this. This came to me strong. We're talking about fasting helps you walk in the same direction. Amen. We need you to do this. Fist bump your neighbor and say, fasting makes you walk in the same direction. Because this is powerful. I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. This thought hit me. This thought hit me. Everybody look at me on this. This is powerful. This thought hit me this week while I was praying. This just isn't working. We're not going in the same direction. How many have ever said that in a relationship? This isn't working. We're not on the same page. We're not going in the same direction. How many has tried to be in a business partner with somebody? It wasn't working out. And you said, man, this just isn't working out. We're not on the same page. We're going in different directions. This isn't working out. Listen to this. The Lord spoke this to me this week. Marriages can be healed in the next 21 days, but the first thing that has to happen is marriages have to look at themselves, not at their spouse. Look at themselves and get, let God get the gunk and muck and dirt out of you. And honestly, look at your spouse and say, you know what? This relationship isn't working very well. We're not going in the same direction. Some of your relationships with God aren't working very well. Because you ain't going in the same direction with him. And buddy, he ain't changing his direction for your direction. We submit to him. We change our lives to him. I'm so, I'm so tired of people trying to change the word to make it fit their lifestyles instead of making their lifestyles fit the word of God. Somebody needs a clap on that one. That was a good one. Get in alignment. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, it says, don't be unequally yoked. 
the reason marriages aren't, you're not going the same direction, you're not equally yoked, you're not seen together. With God, what's wrong there? With relationships, for what fellowship has righteous with lawless sin? What communion does light have with darkness? What, what accord has Christ with the devil? Or what part does a believer have with an unbeliever? So fasting aligns our life to where we're walking in agreement with his direction. Did everybody get that point? That's a benefit. And then the next thing is fasting helps you get tuned in. John 10, 27 is my sheep listen and I know my voice. And then number three, fasting is reestablishing biblical order. 1 Thessalonians 5, 22, hey, write this down. Whenever order is restored, blessing is released. Whenever order is restored, blessing is released. And then 1 Thessalonians 5.22 says this, May the God of peace make you holy in every way. May your whole spirit and soul and body. Can we put that one up, please? 1 Thessalonians 5.22. I want them to see this. 1 Thessalonians, and you get, and get ready on the video up there. We're going to do that next. But um, stay, uh, yeah, stay away from, keep going down a little further. I want, get me down to that spirit and soul and body. Chad or whoever does that. I, I want you to see this with your eyes. Can you go a little further maybe? Sorry to put you on the spot. Make you holy. May the God of peace make you holy in every way. Look at this. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. Guys, that is the right order. Your spirit is what's born again. That's what loves God. That's where the passion is. That's the brain, you might say. It, 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 that your heart, your inward man, okay? Your soul is your mind, your thoughts, and your emotions, and your body is what you live in. Your spirit's 100% born again or saved, but your soul is being saved. How many know you're changing your mind to God's word? How many know the, the emotions, you don't make emotional decisions, and how many know that God's way of thinking is different than your way of thinking, you have to change that? That's what the soul means. So this order, spirit, soul, and body, to me, what's wrong with people's lives is their lives are out of order. It's body, soul, spirit. We just do whatever we want to do. If it feels good, do it. If you don't feel like going to church, oh well, no skin off my neck, don't go. If you don't want to read your word, eh, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. Feeling soulish realm. Uh, Guys, we, fasting gets the spirit back and first where it's supposed to be. The reason some of your faith walks are screwed up is your body's leading, not your spirit. The Bible says we're to crucify the flesh, mortify the flesh. The Bible says walk in the spirit and don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. We got to, fasting puts the spirit back in control. Baby, oh, where's Minnie at? Minnie, oh, baby, oh, baby, <laughs> oh, my. I don't want to be nice to that person. I don't want to forgive them. They've been mean to me. I'm not going to be mean to my husband no matter what. I'm hungry. I want my donuts. I want 
my donuts. And your liver's going, ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. Oh, more donuts and cream puffs and pizza, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. It's moving. Your kidneys are like, ka-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. You know why some of us are so, can somebody say stupid so I don't have to? You know one benefit of fasting is it cleanses you so that your liver and your kidneys and your intestines, they can rest and all that blood that overworks our intestines and our, and our livers and our kidneys and all that energy that's going into that. And they're pumping away, working as we're pouring in soda pop and all this potato chips and all these things that we want. It gives them a break. And guess where that blood goes? This is a fact. I studied it. Guess where the blood goes? To the brain. And that's why during fasting, that's why I want you to fast. I, I would love it if you'd fast to a point where you give up food enough to experience this. Do you get to a detox enough to where you finish, you do this. Guys, it literally makes you, the fog go out of your head. You hear clearer. All that blood's not going to that. Your blood's going to your brain. You see clearer. You hear clearer. You think clearer. I'm telling you. Fasting's good stuff, man. I'm excited. To me, fasting's celebration. As the worship team comes forward, I just want you to establish that biblical order. Guys, you know what? I, I'm honest with myself. I told myself back in about October or November, your flesh, buddy, is out of control. Your flesh is out of control. Your thought life is out of control. Your mouth is out of control. Your words are out of control. Fasting disciplines the body and takes body out at first and puts it at third where it's supposed to be. Well, I want some food. You're not having any food today. I want carbs. You're not having any carbs. Some of you may just want to give up carbs. I want my news. You're not watching news. And I make that space for God to do something new. If you want a new thing, seriously, if you want a new thing, if you need a new thing, I want you to stand to your feet. If you want a new thing, if you want a new wineskin, if you want to be expanded further, you want to go deeper. You want an upper room. You want to go higher. You want to go greater. You want to go further. We hope this message connected with you. To get more information about Church on the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.